Hey, welcome to On the Nose. I wanted to say Happy New Year, or whatever that's worth. It's kind of an arbitrary thing since yesterday is, you know, not actually really any different than today. And it's all just kind of symbolic and and stuff. But even still, you know, it's the beginning of a new calendar and... I am really hoping that this year is just going to be better and kinder to everybody just because last year was really hard and it wasn't just that it was hard on me, it's hard on everybody I know. It's just been, it's just been rough, you know, and I'm just, just hoping for a little more gentle this year. I thought I would do an update, haven't really done one in a while, um... I made a whole bunch of episodes and then haven't really recorded very much. I recorded like one thing last month and then or actually two and a half months ago and I haven't recorded anything since then. Um, and I know that like in terms of like how much time has passed and all that, it's it's impossible to tell from my podcast. So I'm just letting you know. Back in November, I had a flare of health issues that basically are a reason why I'm on disability now. And um, it's been really hard because all of the things that have normally helped make these flares go away um, haven't really helped. They've like turned the volume down, but I am still like in this cycle where I feel like I'm being tortured. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's pretty intense. And um you know, like I've lost about 15 pounds since I started about six weeks ago. And um, just my sleep is really broken. And I don't have like the physical or mental capacity to really do the things that I need to do or would like to do. So really, the only stuff I'm doing are the things that absolutely have to be done, you know, like my chores and stuff like that. And I am not, you know, really creating or anything because I just I just don't have anything left for it I um you know I feel like I'm adapting to living in the RV in part because I need to feel comfortable during this time and it's it's kind of forcing me to kind of make peace with something that I was really kind of struggling with um so that that would be like the bright side um, yesterday I cleaned out my composting toilet for the first time and I just want to say that like the company really underplayed the mess and what's involved because they literally are just like you just take the top off and then you dump it out and then you put it back together oh no no it, it, there's like a whole lot of cleaning in the top part and um, my my composting where the fecal matter goes got infested with vinegar flies. Uh, the company says to spritz with a vinegar mix uh, to kind of like keep the, the pee from like creating crystals on the plastic and that attracted the flies and then they got into the, the bin because um, every time I go pee, the, the stuff like 
it it like overflows into the the back part because it you know the composting toilet it separates out the pee and the poop so that's the reason why there isn't really much of a smell is because there's no moisture to make things smell um but it like gave a breathing space for the the flies i have emailed the company and asked them if they have a fix for this issue because it's quite apparent that the toilet was designed and tested mainly by men. Um, there's just several things about it that are just not female friendly. And one of them is that if if you have a, a, a flow of urine uh, from higher up, that it doesn't just go down into the holes to drain into the bottle, but it like, it like uh, whooshes back over this tiny lip that's just not high enough and the pee will then go into the area that it's not supposed to go. Um, so I, you know, the only way to really stop it is to control the flow, which means like tensing your muscles, which isn't good for the pelvic floor. And I'm not going to do that. I worked with a pelvic floor therapist for many years to fix uh, tension issues. And I'm not planning on, you know, making those issues worse because of poor design. And I know I just jumped right into the poop talk, but, you know, it's how I do. It's how I do. Other than that, the toilet is fine. I don't mind um, having to dump the pee out. Sometimes it's inconvenient. Like, most of the time, it fills up at the same time, which is basically, like, after my morning pee every third day. Um, every now and again, I reach the full point when it's dark out, and I it's really dark out here. I, I don't feel like going out there. I need to get, like, a... A headlight um, because holding my phone and then pouring out the pee would not be would not be feasible but if I had like a headlamp um, then I you know I'd be hands-free right so I need I totally need to invest in one of those um, then I could pour it out at nighttime and it wouldn't it wouldn't be a problem I had to get a new water heater which costs about six hundred dollars it was 700 and something for the water heater itself and then the rest of it was labor the labor was 950 dollars because you can't hire like a regular old handyman contractor person to come work on an RV. You got to hire an RV tech and they charge a fuck ton of money and they don't care if your income is only 1600 a month. They just take all your money. And my furnace is currently at the RV tech's house because my furnace was misbehaving as well. So I got a new motor and a new blower and a new fan. And then when he opened it up, it was full of little wasp nests, which I had read online is is pretty much the primary cause of, of uh, furnace issues. Um, so I'm basically going to have a new furnace. Um, and the, the motor was like 400 bucks. Uh, a couple of years ago, they were 200 bucks. They just like inflation. And um, but, you know, the labor is going to be who knows how much because... I don't even know with him cleaning it out and all that shit. And then he has to bring it back and he charges to drive out here. He charges like 150 bucks to drive out here. So, yeah, but after that, I think like that's kind of it for anything major. Everything else like I can either do or my son can help me do because right now I just don't feel well enough to do stuff. 
Um, and the other big repair that needs to be done is the slide out seals. Right now there is a tarp over that. And I am planning on just leaving the tarp there. It's a heavy duty tarp. Um, weather, it tends to be, you know, not too bad here. So I think that I can get through another winter with the tarp on there. Um, and just, uh, try to save up because right now I feel like I'm in this position where any money that's left after I pay for like my necessities is just going into a pot to pay for fixing the RV. I accrued after spending all the money that I did to get the RV and then raising, you know, $8,000 to fix the suspension on the RV. After that, I spent another $10,000 on the RV, um, which all went on to credit cards. And I, um, I'm frugal, but there's just no getting around the cost of things. Uh, a friend of mine has just amazingly helped me by co-signing a loan so I could consolidate all of that debt and make meaningful payments. Like I'm paying more than the principal and we'll, should be able to have it paid off in uh, about two years. It's a five-year loan. Uh, but like, it just, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not paying rent where I'm at, which is amazing, but there's hardly anything left over. The Basically, like, if I didn't have the Patreon money coming in, uh, I would barely have, like, money for food, you know, um... And I'm using, you know, the Patreon money I've tried to use towards just crafting and stuff, but I end up having to use it towards like food and stuff. It's just, it's just crazy how much like everything freaking costs, you know, like car insurance and stuff. It, it just all adds up when you're not, not making that much. So like, I'm not, you know, like I'm not in a position to be like, oh, I'm going to go rent a room or, you know, really, I just, I'm literally just feel like whatever I save up is just going to go towards like paying to live in the RV by keeping it from breaking. So that's, that was not anticipated. And I really hope that over time it'll, you know, it'll mellow out and things will be better. But um, yeah, right now there are like little flies all over the place because um, I cleared out the toilet yesterday and it had been infested and they escaped and I came home. I went, I went out, I went for a walk, caught some Pokemon this afternoon, which was really nice. Then I got like dinner with my friend and um, I had a little salmon, a little bit of rice, not a lot. I can't eat very much. Um, and I came home and my coffee cup was just covered in these little flies. So um, that was the only food thing for them to have access to that is no longer there. So all those motherfuckers are going to starve. So back, back, back to my health issues that I kind of mentioned in the beginning. Um... It seems, if I'm being optimistic, that the issue is my gallbladder and that it has been my gallbladder for a decade now. There is a possibility that some of my symptoms that are happening at the same time that have flared are not related to my gallbladder and are like secondary, um, either from the mast cell stuff or, or whatever. But um, there is a real possibility that pretty much all of these symptoms are directly related to my gallbladder. And 
I never suspected that. Um, I, you know, the first couple of ER trips that I did when I first got sick, they would look at my gallbladder and the ultrasound because of where my pain was. But um, the, all of my symptoms were just weird. They didn't sound anything like gallbladder symptoms except for the pain. And the thing is, is that after a couple of weeks of not eating, the pain would get better, but the other symptoms would remain for a while. And then eventually they would settle down as long as I didn't eat much. And um, the first year I, I hardly ate, like I would have like a little bit of broth or like white rice uh, or like um, I did elemental formula, which is just like amino acids. Um, and that would be kind of it. You know, when I tried to eat real food, sometimes I'd be okay for like a day or two and then it would start to get bad again. Um, and I, I tried like elimination diets, but the one thing that I never tried was just eliminating fat. Um, and of course when a gallbladder is angry, uh, fat isn't the only thing that pisses it off. The amount that you eat can piss it off. Uh, raw vegetables can piss it off. It's, you know, there are like lots of things. So, so, you know, doing like an elimination diet when, uh, when your gallbladder is, uh, inflamed can not be as useful as doing it later once it's settled down a little bit. Um, but like, you know, stereotypically like gallbladders don't do well with a lot of fat, but it's really like anything that's, that's hard to digest. Fat just happens to be, you know, um, one of, one of them. But, um, I think like what happened is my gallbladder got inflamed and I don't have traditional gallbladder issues. I don't have gallstones. I don't have like obvious signs of inflammation. But if you read about this, it's actually really easy to have chronic inflammation of the gallbladder and have it not show up in images. But when they go to remove the gallbladder, the gallbladder is toast. So you can't really trust the images when it comes to that. Um, but I never had, I never had gallstones and, um, sorry, I, I hit the microphone. So that's probably going to be loud. Um, and so I just, I never, I never thought to look at that. And then when I finally started being able to eat a little more often, which was like about four years in to a liquid diet. And when I looked at like what I was eating, there was almost no fat in, in what I was eating during those years. Um, and when I started eating again, I ate very, very healthy. I just had like, you know, like salads and stuff like that. I didn't eat a lot of meat, uh, very light, very careful with like my fat content. Um, just partially because like I had malnutrition and I really wanted to eat really healthy. I was eating like tofu and, um, chicken, which I don't even really like chicken and just, um, basically following a really healthy diet for keeping your gallbladder healthy and happy, uh, without doing it on purpose. But then, um, I started having gallbladder pain and I had like gallbladder inflammation. Um, and I, I had thought that it was from an antibiotic that I was taking cause I was having chronic UTIs and I, I looked up 
um, I was like, what is going on? You know, why am I having these symptoms? And that, that is a, a rare side effect with that medication. So I just assumed that my gallbladder issues were from that. Um, but in retrospect, there is the possibility that my gallbladder issues, what I was feeling with, with this more traditional gallbladder pain was actually just symptoms of an existing issue. And ever since I had that inflammation, um, and I did a really intense gallbladder diet for over six months, which it was like five grams of fat or less per meal. Um, that was hard by the way. Because uh, I, I love avocado a lot. And um, I so I followed that diet. And then ever since then, I've been relatively careful about what I eat. Um, and if I have heavy food too many days in a row, I will get noticeable sharp pains on my right side. Um, and then if I back off the heavy foods, it gets better. And then I just have like really mild kind of like pain that I don't, I'm not really good at noticing because I, I have a lot of pain. So I just, I tend to tune it out. Um, and so the signs have been there, but I kept telling my GI, I was like, Hey, you know, my gallbladder has been bothering me. And he was like, you know what, you have all these other issues. Let's just ignore it until it gets worse because removing your gallbladder is going to cause other issues. And it's going to be like, you know, a lot. So, you know, I'd like to put that off as long as we can. And now I'm like, what if all these other issues were my gallbladder the entire time? And so we remove my gallbladder and yeah, I'm, you know, removing your gallbladder does cause other issues, um, which a lot of people don't talk about those issues um, because people don't like to talk about poop. But, um, you know, that would be significantly less issues than I've been having in the last decade, right? Like for me to just get the shits if I eat the wrong thing, I mean, that that I could live with that, especially because you can manage it by not eating too much of the bad things, using digestive enzymes and stuff like that. So I, I have a, a hyperkinetic gallbladder, which means that when my gallbladder is ejecting bile, it does so too quickly or with too much force. Uh, they don't really understand the mechanism behind why this happens. And and issues like hypokinetic and hyperkinetic uh, gallbladder is actually not well acknowledged. It's only recently that more doctors have started to be like, oh yeah, okay, this is an issue. It used to be that if you got a test and it showed hypo or hyper, uh, it would get labeled as normal. And, you know, it's only if you had a doctor who had experience with that would you be able to get the help. And there's no good management for it. You know, like sometimes when people have gallstones, if they follow a, a healthy diet, uh, they don't have as many issues and they can put off surgery or sometimes some people just can live sort of indefinitely like that. But the majority of people, once you start to have gallbladder issues, it's sort of inevitable that they're, they're going to get worse with time. Um, but you can control the symptoms and make it less problematic, you know, by, by eating healthy. Um, but with the hypo and the hyperkinetic, you know, 
if if the gallbladder is inflamed, then yeah, you know, eating a low fat diet can help with that. But it doesn't change the fact that the gallbladder itself isn't functioning correctly when it's releasing the bile, and that has its own issues. Like studies have found that a hypokinetic gallbladder um, is more likely to cause uh, like diarrhea symptoms, and a hyperkinetic gallbladder is more likely to cause constipation. And you know, people will. Uh, get diagnosed with like IBS and and uh, was it uh, colitis or whatever it's called? Um, there's like a whole bunch of other things, and and it'll it it's not that it'll be it'll be the gallbladder that was actually causing it that entire time. Um, so the only real way to treat it is to just remove the gallbladder and hope that like none of the valves are involved as well. Um, cause that's, that's another, another surgery or special meds or whatever. Um, so I do anticipate surgery in my future. I think it'll be kind of funny if I get surgery in February because it'll be exactly a year since my last surgery, but, um, we will see how it goes. I, I got my test results a week and a half ago and I still haven't heard anything from my doctors. I've emailed multiple times and, I'm not really sure what's going on, but um, they haven't been as proactive or as helpful as I had expected for Stanford. Like the whole reason why I went there was because of these mysterious symptoms that were driving me crazy and made me feel like I was going to die. And, um, you know, like I was like, if I see a good doctor, they will they'll, they will help, but they're not helping. I can't even get to my actual doctor because he's so busy that I'm working with like the assistants and his office. So, um, I need to call tomorrow and be like, yeah, so, um, hello. (laughs) And just see, see what's going on. Um, I am thinking that I'm going to focus more on, um, doing, like interviews, you know, chit-chatting with people, then solo stuff. Um, if you have an opinion on that, I am all ears and all eyes. Feel free to email me, message me, let me know what you think. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't get any feedback. It's, it's crickets out here. So I don't actually really know what people enjoy or what they want to hear if I'm doing what they want to hear or I, I don't know. Um, but you know, doing the interviews is fun. It's challenging for me. And so I thought that's something I would focus on and maybe I'll do a couple of these on occasion or if there's something specific, I have a bunch of articles saved and stuff that I wanted to talk about. So I definitely will be, you know, visiting those as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my thought. And I'm also planning on um hopefully once I'm healed up from surgery because I'm really hoping my surgery will happen soon. Um start doing tables at local local events uh to sell my wares just because Etsy is very discouraging. It is really hard to sell there. It is I just it is you know, I just I don't enjoy it. It makes me want to give up. 
So I need to do something else. And I think that I'll have better luck selling my stuff if I get it in front of people where they can actually see it. Because, you know, Etsy is Etsy's taking my money for advertising and it's saying that people are seeing my stuff, but I don't think they're actually seeing my stuff. So, yeah. And I got a TV. I um, My birthday was last month and my mom sent me some money. And so I put the money towards... Well, part of the money towards getting a TV because, you know, holiday sales and all that. So I have a TV. It's on like a crash cart style stand and I can roll it around to get it out of the way since I live in a small space. And um, I don't have the money for it right now, but I am planning on getting the PlayStation Essentials or whatever so I can play online again and get back into gaming a little bit. I, um, I... <laughs> I cannot believe how much more expensive the PlayStation stuff is now. Like I had PlayStation Plus and it was like 70 bucks a year or something like that. And that seemed like a lot to me, especially since I think being able to play online should be free. You know, like we pay for the fucking machine and we play pay for the fucking games. Like let us play online. Um, but I, you know, I canceled it. Uh, a while back and I went to look at the cost of them and now they have like the three different levels and what what used to be like PlayStation Plus is like it's it's like I can't remember how much it said it was it was like $20 a month or something I don't know and essentials is $10 a month which is 120 a year which means like PlayStation Plus is like even more than that so they they like doubled their prices you know more than that it's crazy um it makes me mad like I don't want to pay them money because it doesn't seem reasonable for what they're offering I don't fucking care about the free games or any of that because I only want to play the games I want to play and they never offer games that I want to play so I don't I don't care about any of that the only thing I'm paying for is to play online that's it and it's like and I don't play online that much because I don't know that many people that play and I'm a little bit like antisocial anyways, but it's like, I like want to have the option, you know? So I, I don't know. It chaps my hide, man. Just like, you know, and Amazon Prime's getting more expensive and I'm like, dude, how much fucking money are you making every time we buy something and then you're just going to like charge us even more? And then, oh, by the way, we're going to put some fucking ads in the videos for Amazon Prime. And if if you don't want those, you're going to have to like pay extra for that. But like because, you know, they're not making enough money off of us, they need to make more money off of us. And the problem is, is that we're all very comfortable in the the routines and the world that we live in and so even though we don't like the expense of it and don't feel like it's reasonable we continue to do it because we don't want to give up the convenience i mean i'm i'm guilty of that you know but um i just i just think it's rude like i i i feel like they're taking advantage you know and and i think like I don't know. I just, I feel like there should be accountability. I feel like there should be accountability for a lot of things. Like, I feel very strongly that these companies like, like Facebook and, and, and 
whatnot, like, you know, they intentionally make an app that's addictive, that keeps people scrolling, you know? And um, I think they should be held accountable for that, you know? Like, make, like, social media should be about what people want from it, which is generally speaking, connecting with other people, you know, and we can't even do that. Like you can't just go look at your friends list. Like you can't be like, oh, I want to see all the people that I follow in, in timestamped order, you know, like we don't get to have control of that. They're going to show us a bunch of other shit, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's infuriating. It's one of the reasons why I don't scroll is because I only want to see what I want to see. I mean, I cut the cord for cable TV in 97. Like I just went, nope. And I used Usenet and I torrented and I got stuff in other means. And when Netflix came out, I was like, awesome. I don't have to torrent as much anymore. And I started getting stuff through Netflix. And when streaming came out, that was even better, you know? And I... It's been like two, three years since the last time I torrented anything because like I can basically get almost everything if I'm patient and wait for it. And I'm fine doing that because there's other stuff to watch in the meantime. You know, there's a couple of movies like I would like to be able to see um, that just always cost money. Um, and I don't want to pay a rental fee for a movie. So... Or I should say I can't really afford it anyways. If I could afford it, I you know, I wouldn't mind putting three bucks towards a movie here and there. But um I only wanna see what I wanna see when I wanna see it. And I you know, like I don't wanna flip through channels. I don't wanna scroll. Like it's all the same. It's just a thing to distract us and suck us in so that like we're not doing other things and I want to do other things. Even if right now I don't feel well enough to do those other things, I think about them all the time. I think about the things that I want to be doing um, and the things I'm going to do when I feel better. So I don't know. I have a lot on my mind because yeah, and I've been, I haven't really, I don't really talk to people. I'm just in my RV. I run errands, but I don't talk to people when I run errands. And I just don't talk to people very much. And the isolation does weird things in my brain. So you're basically just getting a huge dump of noise, you know, and maybe I should record more often so I can get it out of my system. But I don't, I don't feel like that's what people want to hear. Like I, I really, I wanted my podcast to have like a shape to it and I cannot get my brain to do the things to make that shape. Like my ADHD just says no, you know, like if I did the work required to create that shape, I wouldn't be interested in recording. It's like, I need to just dive in and do it and not think too much. And honestly, when I used to, I used to love to write. And when I would write stuff, it was, I would spend like weeks thinking about what I was going to write, but I would never write it down. I wouldn't like, you know, plan it out or, or anything like that. I would just do it. 
like super intuitively off the cuff. And, you know, and I always got really good grades on my papers. And and every time like it was required that you do like an outline and all that stuff, I, I couldn't get myself to write it. It was like like I've already used the energy, you know, by doing the outline. So now I'm no longer interested in the topic. So and it's the same thing for like recording stuff. It just I know I've talked about it before, but I just uh, sometimes I wish that was a little less ADHD <laughs> um, or maybe that I had an editor or something, you know, like I have, if I had someone else to do some of that work, I would be like, I would be all over it. Um, maybe, maybe someday I will be cool enough that someone will want to partner with me and help me like bring some of that shape in. But, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm like watching the sound on my screen and even though I'm like sitting right in front of the microphone, the, the volume keeps changing and I'm not sure why. And I'm really hoping that it doesn't sound weird, uh, later. But uh, yeah, anyway, I have been talking at length, at speed, without breathing for like a half an hour. So um, I am, I'm going to go rest now. And yeah, I just, I wanted to do an update. I wanted to say hello. I wanted to say Happy New Year's. And um I really hope that you guys will stick around and will enjoy the upcoming episodes that I'm going to be recording uh, with other people. And again, as I have mentioned before, I'm going to mention it again. And you can look in the information uh, underneath the episode as well. You can email me if you have questions or requests or feedback, or just want to be like, hey, I enjoyed listening to this, or hey, this helped me go to sleep, or this was relaxing, or you made me laugh, I spit my coffee, or whatever. Um, you can email me. I will put that in the description. And um, comments on Spotify do not get to me, unfortunately. So I just cannot access them since I'm not... Um, whatchamacallit, hosting with Spotify. I don't I don't know why they even allow people to leave comments if I can't get to it. Maybe it's like a manipulation. Hey, you know, if you signed up with us. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So again, thanks for listening and hanging out with me. I appreciate you. Thank you to my patrons who have remained supportive even though I haven't been doing very much the last couple months, it means a lot to me. I feel guilty all the time. And um, I am really looking forward to sharing what happens next in this year. I just really hope and think that it's going to be a better one. Take care.